welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Yo, yo. And the disgruntled Michael Zibovich. Hi. <laughs> He's always a happy fellow. And we are here to do our week 13, right? Uh, yeah, if you yeah, say so. Week 13, Dynasty Week in Review. What we have learned in the past week as we enter the playoffs that will help our Dynasty team for the playoffs and beyond not to infinity until next year maybe 2016 is that kind of like bed bath and beyond or yeah maybe a home depot thrown in there too all right only if you have enough time only, only if you have enough time and if you do afterwards you could do a little streaking <laughs> so uh let's go back to uh the happy holiday day i hope you guys all had a happy thanksgiving and got really uh thick yeah. The hips. Uh, as long as you w- didn't have Tony Romo starting in your lineup, I'm sure you're fine. Yeah, he was a huge disappointment, huh? Oh, yeah. You had Tony Romo going. Yeah, he got me like five points. Mm. Mm. What a disappointment. Yeah. And Turkey Day, yeah, nonetheless. Yeah, not good. Um, yeah, that, that was a bummer. What are you going to do, though? You're going to keep on uh, starting Tony Romo. <laughs> yep, basically. Uh, that's what I would do, at least. So let's go back to, let's go past, let, you know, let's start there. Let's. It wasn't the first game, but Philadelphia-Dallas. Good to see LaShawn McCoy come back to life. I actually wrote about him in my column yesterday. It's good to see him have consecutive games over 130 yards rushing. Big concern that hurts LaShawn McCoy and that has hurt LaShawn McCoy is over the previous years, he's had 70 receptions, 60 receptions, 50 receptions. He's got 23 in a year. He had zero catches this week and he's had one catch the previous four weeks. It hurt. I mean, Still a, a viable running back one, definitely in the last couple of weeks. Because when you r- rush for a buck thirty and a touchdown, hey, you're getting it done. Right. But McCoy, one of his, you know, what put him into that super elite. Hey, he's the number one dynasty back. He's the guy I want. Is the receptions. Right. Yeah. And they're not there this year. He is, like I said, like twenty three, twenty four. Uh, that's not getting it done for what you're looking for as a McCoy owner. Well, yeah. I mean, the good thing is that his offensive line is finally intact. They're all, you know, healthy and everything, and it's showing. I mean, he's he's rushing really well. But like you like you already touched on, I mean, Darren Sproles kind of came in and, and stole those receptions from him, basically. And it wasn't that kind of anticipated, That's though, what, Yeah, that's kind of how I saw it, right? Maybe not so much, but, like, I don't know. That's not shocking. Right. Maybe the, the total amount, maybe I expected a little bit more, but you knew with Sproles being there, that's what was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I, see, I thought Sproles was going to come in personally and play more like the slot receiver kind of role. Not really take away from, again, and I thought he'd come away with like maybe three receptions a game, somewhere around those lines, would put him at about, what, it's about 40-something receptions, which is like his rookie year, he had about 42, something like that, and like his like two years ago, he had like 48. Besides that, he was above that, and that's where I thought maybe he'd be, but I mean, right now he's on pace to finish year with like thirty receptions. Right. If that, I mean, right now the way he's on pace for, he's going to catch four more balls on the year, and I mean, that won't give him above thirty. I mean, that just it kind of stinks. Um, goes back to my thing about you know, or what we've talked about like, for a while. We've kind of established that two to three year window. You know, hopefully, as and I wrote about this in a column too. As a dynasty owner, maybe this is the time. Now I could see a huge bounce back year for McCoy next year easily. But maybe this is a time that, you know, he does he has back to back big games rushing. 
maybe you sell high in the off season on McCoy. I'm I'm still not selling him. Me neither. I still think he's got probably three years of really good production. Yeah, I agree. I'm not selling on him. There's not that many like good yeah. running backs, man. Yeah. If you got him, you got to sit on him. What if you got McCoy and like a couple other backs? I I know I get like, it. Who, I get, Le'Veon Bell and Demarco Murray. Yeah, who, then maybe I would think about trading. Them. So here, okay, here's a situation for me. I I well, actually no. See, I, I am a McCoy owner in the league, and I have mad running backs in that league too, like a lot of depth. Yeah, I'm not trading McCoy. I was gonna say, man, I'm in that <laughs> league. You want to trade him? I'll, I'll trade him right. Well, I'll what trade are you offering? Right. It depends what you're mm-hmm. offering. I need a receiver. No, I don't have crap for receivers. So, sorry. so I mean, so would you take McCoy for like, like say just for example? Okay, here, say somebody had the one-two pick, and like I'll give you Melvin Gordon and Amari Cooper for McCoy. Mm. Sounds a little, sounds a little nice, doesn't I it? I mean, it's tempting, but uh, I mean, no. McCoy still has a ton of. Wait, say that again. Track for record. He's proven. Melvin track Gordon and the one-two pick, one and two. Nah, not nah, because like, and you're rebuilding. Well, I mean, oh, you're nah, now, you're like, <laughs> now you're stacking a deck, man. No, nah, you're you rebuilding. You and you like, have eighteen go, running backs. We, I, go, I mean, I've gone back. I wish there were some way we could like publish all our draft results over the years. And you look at those first round picks. There's so many busts. Yeah. Man. So many busts. Well, I wrote about it anyways, just to let you guys, I hope you guys read it, enjoyed it, processed debated it like we are here yeah, now. Yeah. And, okay, don't sell McCoy. But there'll be situations where, I mean, if you're in a complete real bu- rebuild mode, I mean, why wouldn't you sell McCoy? But, again, that's if, I mean, again, it's on situation, I guess. I mean, if you're, if, yeah, if your entire rest of your team is old and all you have is LaShawn McCoy as your only sellable piece, then yeah, that, the, then I could see, okay, yeah, cash out. The three teams that that applies to right. in the whole world, right. yeah. And we'll see. I mean, maybe McCoy yeah, will have another th- solid three years. I mean, to me, that I, I think there's a better chance that he won't than he will. Pers- I mean, again, that's my own personal belief. You guys believe that he will. Right. I, I, I think now, w- you know, at least next year would be a great selling point on McCoy, but – at the same time, I agree with you too that it's almost it's so hard to get let go of one of those running backs that are so hard to get in the first place. And when you do get rid of one of those, it puts you in a position where you are just looking to refill that slot. Like I mean, he's only twenty six years old. I think I think he's got at least two, maybe three years of really good production left. That's yeah, true. Philly's going to be good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I don't think. I mean, you say hashtag. You know, two to three year window. I don't necessarily think that every player only has a two. To no, three no, no. There's always the elite guys right, like McCoy. Right. Yeah. So I think. Listen, I, I, now that they're on, hopefully from Nick Foles, then, <laughs> you know they're looking great. You, you, hate, you hate that guy. Yeah. You know, I I said something. You guys have proven me wrong. Okay. I'm trying to save dignity here and try to dig, dig myself out. I did not. Okay. No. I found myself in quicksand. All right. So I'm gonna lay here and not move and slowly rise back to the surface. All right, let's let's move on then. Let's move on. Uh, else in that game, I mean, Macklin. I had a a fellow league mate Juan text me today. He's like, "Hey, because I missed the playoffs this year in our league. I finished just outside, barely missed the playoffs this year. So I had the sixth pick in next very, year's draft. Very competitive league. Yeah, very competitive league. And you know, uh, Juan. You know, he has he traded up. And he has." the third pick and whatever and I, he said he's gonna trade up for the number one pick and he's like you know i'm like yeah i got six but i don't know what i'm gonna you know i got i have no i'm best player available as usual he's like oh you need some receivers and i was like i have macklin and brandon cooks for two young guys that i like a lot he's like oh i hate macklin he's like i don't think macklin's somebody to be happy about i'm like what are you what, what are you talking about i'm he, a macklin fan i'm a macklin fan he's in a great offense he's a really good player right he's the number one guy 
Yeah, I mean, obviously he's only on the one-year deal, but I think they're going to bring him back. I think him and uh, Matthews would be great, you know. Right. I mean, they're both uh, equally as talented, I feel like. So the first part of that statement was mission accomplished. I got you guys to agree with me on something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, Mm -hmm. I won. I got that there. And and I agree with you guys. Yeah, same thing. Like, Macklin has another game over 100 yards receiving. And, I mean, he has he not, like, established himself as a clear-cut wide receiver one? I think he's a really good wide receiver, too. See, I'd put him as a low-end wide receiver one. I think when the number's all said and done, he's going to finish around top 10, which would put him at wide receiver one numbers. Now, going forward in Dynasty, again, you're talking about the same thing with McCoy, youth and a dynamic. I guess it does. I mean, is this like a, I mean, just coming off that injury, you know, we were lower, had him a little bit lower, you know? So, like, this year is like, wow, this is like a, a year you didn't expect this great of a year no. from him, right? No. I love so is it one of those no. things like, right, right, absolutely. But then, you know, certain things changed, and, you know, um, do you think he'll do as good next year? I mean, because obviously right now he, he won't. Yeah, that's a big question. So I guess it does. Just, I'm sure he probably will. I Why think he does he, as well. You know? but I think he wants to stay, and I think they want him. Right. And and let's, so let's assume. So let's all assume that Macklin stays in Philly. You would you would not have him in your top twelve dynasty receivers. I think he's really? like he's real borderline. It, now, yeah, granted, low end wide yeah. receiver one, but still a wide receiver one. I can't. And, and that's why I, I said established himself as a wide receiver one. So maybe he's wide receiver eleven for you. Maybe he's twelve, you know, but still put you in wide receiver one. He puts up yeah, good numbers. Right. I'd want him on my team. I I, I don't hate the guy. I'll put it that way. I don't know. If you're starting him as your number two, you're in a great position. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Totally. Agree. That's how I feel. We So far, we spent 10 minutes on two guys in Philadelphia. All right. Well, you want to talk about Tony Romo? No. <laughs> There's not much to talk here about. My, here are my feelings. Yeah, Tony Romo, man, uh, he's somebody that I would, I, and, and I know you're an owner, but I, I would want no share. Like, if I was a Tony Romo owner, I'd be looking to see, which you'd probably be really hard to do, to sell on Tony Romo. I mean, he his days are... With that, with that back and everything, I think I really do think his days are numbered. I mean, I've already definitely in both my leagues, I've started making plans for the future. Okay, you're a smart yeah. man. Yeah, and you know, Demarco Murray's a free agent after this year. You think Demarco Murray resigns? Do you think they make a play for? You think they let him walk and get Peterson? I mean, it's just funny that like all this happened, and then like right before, like Peterson talked to Jerry Jones, like, hey, I, I like the, you know, the, the whole thing about him going to Dallas. And then all of a sudden, then he gets suspended. Now Demarco's a free agent. Do they bring in Adrian Peterson and let Demarco walk? I mean, I think they can use Peterson as leverage against Demarco Murray and contract uh, contract negotiations. And, right. and you know, if he doesn't play the game, then that could be definitely the way they go. I mean, I, I it could definitely play out that way. I guess is is what I am trying to say. I I have no Peterson shares in any league. Yeah, as a Peterson owner. I mean, for, like, dynasty value. I mean, he still has to hold good value. Because we were, we were just talking about McCoy. There's not a lot of number one elite backs out here. And when he plays, regardless of what he's done in the past, he is one of the top, if not the top, running back in the NFL who just had a year off to get fresh will come back into a situa- situation that he will likely have his own choosing to where he wants to go. I mean, where does that put Peterson at? I mean, as a Peterson owner... Is it what I'm trying? I mean, to... I think this is a lot of speculation. Well, yeah, so, a lot of I mean, speculation, a lot of unknown. I mean, 
you know. The truth of the matter is, though, I mean, Des Bryant is a free agent as well. So they're going to have to sign one of those guys. And if they want to franchise one, then franchise one. And, you know, if they end up just franchising Des Bryant and hoping to sign DeMarco Murray and then he doesn't sign, Peterson would easily slide into that place. Running backs aren't going to command huge money anymore. Not the way the game is. So I guess, I guess what I was saying, like, is this a good time? To go back to what I was saying is, is this a good time to try and buy Peterson in the offseason? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think right. this is. I wouldn't, like, go out of my way to go get him, though. This the is as, is as right. depressed as his value right. has been. Yeah, so, and, yeah, in right. that respect, of course, it's going to be a good time right, just to Just like I was, you know, we talked before, like, hey, if you're going to make a move for Calvin Johnson, like, five weeks ago or whatever, the only reason you could get Calvin Johnson is because he's injured. If he's healthy, you can't get him. None, this is probably the only time you could get Adrian Peterson. Yep. I agree. But is there's it, no guarantee. There's a lot of, you know, there's no guarantee where he's going. He is getting a little bit older. He didn't play last year. And, you know, sometimes when personal issues come up, it, you know, I mean, it's a totally different sport, but just using an example, Tiger Woods was the best athlete in all sports. Gets busted cheating on his wife, dude. Never been the same. Mm, yeah. I, is it coincidence? I don't know. I'm yeah. just saying, you know. Right, like, he also yeah. got hit across the face with a <laughs> nine iron. But, you know, whatever. Mess I, up there's your just brain like a no bit. guarantee that he's going to come back and be sweet. I probably think he probably will be. Yeah, I mean, I, there's no guarantee to out. I wouldn't go out of my way to go get him, but if you could get him and the price was right, then yeah. So See, I think I, w- I, like, I think it would be somebody that you would want to go out of your. Yeah, I'd give him a first round pick for Adrian Pearson. Absolutely. You're talking about getting somebody that could be the number one running back next year and possibly you'll be a top five back the year after that, too, um, for two years. And that's something to be almost, again, nothing's guaranteed, but about as guaranteed as you could possibly get. I mean, yeah, would, you rather he, have, would you rather have Adrian Peterson or Todd Gurley? Adrian Peterson, yeah. Right, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if your team is at that point where all your pieces are starting to like come together, and and you're missing a running back, then yeah, you throw. Yeah, and, well, I mean, and, and of course that would be the only team that would do it. Pick, right. You know, obviously yeah. if you're if you're you're the first overall pick, you're not trading away to go get Peterson when you only have a couple of years. But I got yeah. If you need a running back, this is one that I mean, this is a prime guy that you can go out and get, who's elite, who is absolutely unattainable almost last begin the year, that you could probably get for like you said, like a first round pick. Probably, you know, you said, would you give a first round pick? Hell yeah. And maybe this year somebody see maybe somebody else is like you know what Peterson maybe they just don't like him because of what he did maybe they have the same concept like you know he's getting old I don't like where he's going new situation and I can get Amir Abdullah and I'd rather go with the young back or I can get you know Kevin White you know like, something along those lines so maybe you can get Peterson for a first round pick and that's kind of stealing in my I mean in my eyes for, for the production value that you'll get even if it's just for two years maybe to be longer but maybe it's just two. I think Pe- I think Peterson's like a genetic freak, so I think he's got at least three years left in him. Yeah, if someone that owns him might want to cash out though. So yeah, so again, just throwing out there, I think and Peterson might be many, a guy you want to go. Knowing get. how many busts and like former, you know, draft p- running back draft picks that have gone high in the draft that haven't panned out, it's not a bad idea at all. Like I can just all two, the high two ones y- are busts. Right, two years that just jump out of my mind, and and I'm sure there's p- plenty other years that. Would prove me wrong, I know but the going. two years, the David Wilson and Doug Martin year, back they to go back, back to back, like you know, top five picks, 
And then the other another year, top six picks were Montario Hardesty and Ben Tate. Oh. What are those doing? None Ugh. of those guys are doing anything. So I thought you were going to go back even further than that when it was No Shot Moreno, Donald Brown, and Chris Wells. All right, so Wells. there you go. That's and those no. were like the consensus top three, and then McCoy right. went after it. It does seem like the later backs can kind of go even later. Because even when, like, Matt, when you got DeMarco Murray, he was a second-round pick, albeit like one of the first picks in the second round, but he was still a second-round pick. I got Mark Ingram first overall in that one. Or no. Is it the same year? Or was it? Yeah, I think it was the same year. Hmm. I got uh, Mark Ingram in the first and then him in the second. So All I right, so, I mean, like, you know, based off of of that, yeah, it's worth a first-round pick for Adrian Peterson. And maybe you have to give up Maybe you have to give up someone else, too, like offset with, like, a running, like an older run. Make, hey, I'll give you Reggie Bush in a first. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want yeah, Reggie Bush. Filler. Bush. Total filler. 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 I hate filler. Uh, everybody does it, though. I always swipe it to the side and go, what is, what's the bones of the trade? Yeah. None of this fluff. Hey, I'll give you 13 wide receiver fours. I hate that. <laughs> God, it's so annoying. Uh, I just like trading, like, I don't know, a couple, two guys yeah, or pr- two picks. Prime or rib for prime one. rib. Keep right. it clean. No, yeah, keep it clean. None yeah, of you know that's hard stuff. to do because it's, it's always hard to offset one position with a new position. You know what I mean? It's always a, Because it's always the same thing. Nobody's trading, like, running back for running back. It's always, hey, I need a receiver. I'll give you a running back. And now you, I need a running back. Yeah, huh? now you need a running back. Unless you make good trades right. like me in the, in the beginning of the year, before the year started, where I traded Monty Ball for Le'Veon Bell straight up. That was a good one? I was being sarcastic. Oh, all right. yeah. <laughs> I wasn't trying to make it hurt as bad as it really does. <laughs> it's, it's okay, Rich. Rich. 13 weeks later. It's okay. <laughs> uh, you guys want to talk about a Chicago-Detroit game? Sure. Uh, Joyke Bell had a nice game. Yes, he did. Calvin yeah. had a monster. Yep. Golden Tate did all right. I mean, Stafford finally played well. Yes, he did. Finally. Yeah, finally. Jay Cutler. He's been a disappointment. Him and Matt Ryan both finally had a good game. Right. Talking about a huge disappointment. We talked Big about we, we talked about that the last right. couple of weeks as yeah. well. Um. Besides, I mean, Jay Cutler. Does he? I mean, how's his da- dynasty value looking? Grim. I, th- I think he's like a backup quarterback. Type yeah, he's of guy. a backup. Guy. He's like a high end backup. Right. I yeah. Because at the end of the day, like I, I would still feel confident. Plugging him in in my backup role, he's gonna put up some stats. You would think, except for the week you have to start him. Except for the week you have to start him, <laughs> right? Like it, it would be he 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 looks great on your bench. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like he does. Yeah, he you're looks right. Great. On I'm your picturing bench. now. I'm like, yeah, you, you have Jay Cutler in the back. When you were bragging about your team, you're like, yeah, dude, I got Andrew Luck. I got Jay Cutler. I'm like, oh, that's good. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but when you're like, yeah, I'm starting Jay Cutler. Like, Ooh, <laughs> <your team> <laughs> <sucks>. <laughs> that's a big difference right there. Yeah, talking about. I remember Jay Cutler going into the year, like, you know, because now as we're ending the playoff, like most leagues run a 16 playoff. So we're entering the league here. This Everybody's starting their playoffs next week. Uh, you know, Jay Cut- looking back at it, Jay Cutler was somebody that we thought would be like a real good sneak play that could possibly be one of the top three quarterbacks going into the year. And what a huge, you know, he's not, I would not say huge disappointment because he's just Jay Cutler. Right. He is what he is. He He is got all the arm talent in the world and. There's just something missing. He has a Mickey Mouse brain. I think the desire and the want to is just not there. Yeah. I don't know. Like he I like, like he that take. That like Marquise Lee take. Yeah, he's yeah. a Marquise Lee quarterback. Right, right. And, I mean, with all that, you know, you have Matt Forte and Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey and even Martellus Bennett and still not getting it done. I mean, that's to me, that's not that's unex- I don't care. That's not excusable in yeah. my eyes. For you Forte owners out there, they did come out and say that um, – 
they need to make a more uh, asserted effort to run the ball. So it like helps out everything in the offense and all that. So look and for him. Look for him to get more than six yards next you're week. On five ki- was five, five carries. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. It, that's just not. Yeah. Like what? Do you, how do you? How do you even keep a job when you have Matt Forte and you give him five carries? That's ridiculous. ridiculous. It's pretty bad. Yeah. It is. And then, and I'm sure that costs. I guarantee it costs tons of people playoff spots this sure. year. I mean, he at least salvaged some, you know, semblance of a. Uh, PPR value, you know, because he got six catches for fifty-two yards as well. But yeah, that helps. But right, if you know, if you're in a non-PPR, that's still, I mean, that's oh, junk, killer. man. Yeah, you have Forte and Kadeem Carey leading the team in rushing with eight yards. <laughs> yeah, two two attempts for eight yards. That's ridiculous. He's a bust, right? Oh, bust. Um, right. I mean, I think it's too early for bust okay. for Kadeem Carey. I, I, it sometimes it takes a little bit of time. I'll say, I'll call it now. I'm saying, I'll say bust. it's a bust. He's not yeah. more in a handcuff. All right. If that he's he's somebody that even if like Forte went down, I don't I have no confidence. I would not, like if you still have to start him. Like say say Forte got hurt and like all right, Kadeem carries the starter. I would still okay. Who else do I have to put in front of wow. Carry? I thought he. Have you guys seen him play or no? Just seen like he doesn't look terrible when he's in there. Right. I just don't see that. Uh, I don't know. I don't see any long term value there. He doesn't get a lot of opportunities though. I don't, don't think. Don't he's... you think like most of the time? I mean, I guess I. I Totally could be eating crow next year because running backs come out of nowhere like this year. So many random weird guys. Mm-hmm. So maybe he'll be one if Forte goes down and he'll be, you know, put it all together. I mean, I almost, I'd almost be willing to bet my house now that that happens. Carries <laughs> the best running back in the league next year. Did you, sure. did you draft them? <laughs> no, I didn't. That would totally. Then maybe he will. Yeah. Those, that, if you didn't draft them, then he has a chance. Right. Exactly. I'll put it at that point. I guess. Yes. Okay. But it, it just like. I don't know. It seems like a lot of the rookies, the ones that are going to be good, have shown a little bit this year. I, I mean, I agree that a lot right. of players have shown, yeah. but not every player is different, though. Right. You can't no, just blanket right. statement right. I, like that. You're right. I mean, I, I, I shouldn't. Yeah, I wish I could strike that. You're, yeah. you're probably right. I'm jumping at the don't want, hey, we'll, He has we'll, looked we'll decent when he's, got, when he's gotten a chance. Please edit this. Yeah, we'll <laughs> no, you're probably right. I, I'm, I'll go back I'm and jumping. edit my beginning take on the train on the McCoy this year, too. Right, yeah. This edit is going to be a really short episode by the time we're done. <laughs> After all the stuff's on the cutting board. All the edits. Uh, a lot of music in between. Like, what is this, a soap opera? What am I listening to? I guess just, to? yeah, so far, I, I guess, I don't know. Uh, let's go on to the Seattle-San Fran game. Somebody who I've... I've since day one going into the year that I've not been big on, who I think's uh, uh, again, fantasy-wise, even possible NFL-wise, I think he's overpaid. I don't ever think he'll be great. I think he needs tons of talent around him to be good, Colin Kaepernick. I really do. I think he needs – he has a really, really strong arm. But again, strong arms that mean NFL are meaningless. I want my quarterback to be smart and accurate. That's what I want. Uh and another another bad game by Colin Kaepernick, man. Sixteen for twenty nine, one hundred twenty one yards. Ugh, disappointing. It is very disappointing. I don't think he's like done by any means. No, he's not done. I just I'm this year is just very disappointing. It's, yeah, I was gonna say you can't rely on him at all this year. For See, sure. for me though, this is, I actually exp- this is why I expected the see out of him. He's somebody now, and grant, and this is mostly like a fan. Again, I think he's overpaid, but quarterbacks are always gonna be overpaid, and. Fantasy wise, you know, when you're talking dynasty, like, oh, Colin Kaepernick, he just got paid. You would think, hey, he's a young quarterback. He has a lot of value. Where I think he definitely helps his NFL team way more than help your fantasy team. I don't ever see, let me put it this way I don't ever see Colin Kaepernick ever being a quarterback one. Never. In a 12 team and a 14 team. Even in a 14 team, like, I don't see him being a quarterback one. 
I mean, I could see he, he brings a lot to the table rushing the ball, too. Yeah. I, I mean, that's a, I think that's the strongest attribute. Besides I think I'm going to give him one more year, but, like, it's definitely he's got the big arrow pointing down right now. Yeah, I'm vaulting it. I'm saying he's going to be never, ever be. If you start him, you're in trouble. Let me put it that way. All right. I start him. I'm in trouble in the league I start him in. See? Yeah. Point but I think it, it could just be match. Yeah, it could just be the one year. I mean, like some other guys have had, had down years. Yeah, maybe so. Doug Martin will come back to me if running back one next year. Yeah, probably not. Har- Harbaugh <laughs> is, is most likely gone. Right. So we'll see who you know. See who they bring in this maybe year. Maybe North Turner come in and turn turn around for his 18th head coaching job. I think he's hasn't he already been in San Fran? I can't remember. He's been uh, everywhere. Yeah, he's been in Oakland for sure. He's been, he's been everywhere. He's been in Oakland and San Diego. That's yeah. what I was thinking. It's not San Fran. He'll make so, the. Uh, I think he was like an offensive coordinator, maybe in San Fran. Oh, he's been an offensive coordinator everywhere. Yeah, maybe? yeah. I think you're right. He was my uh, offensive coordinator. Because wasn't football. he offensive coordinator for um, uh, the dude that's in KC now? Why can't I think of his name? Andy Reid. Alex Smith. Alex Smith when he was in San Francisco. Right. One year, yeah. Yep. You're right. So you he are. Was, he was you in San are Fran. correct, sir. Yep. We put was, it all. We put it all together. Yeah. Teamwork. Yep. Um, Marshawn Lynch is saying that he might retire. Which so, was the same exact thing we heard at the exact same time last year. Yeah, it's just Marshawn Lynch being Marshawn Lynch at this point. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for like Marshawn Lynch will be is do they want to pay him or not? Do they want to pay Russell Wilson now, or do they want to pay you know? Or they let you know enough. They say enough enough of Lynch, his problems, his headaches, which I think is worth it for what he gives to the team. But maybe they let him walk. Maybe they, maybe they, you know, draft a running back in third, fourth round, and see what they have in Kristen Michael. Maybe even Robert Turbin, and if not, you know they go with the young bat that they draft. But it, it sounds like to me that he's trying to set up for a nice long summer vacation and training camp holdout again. Right. Just you know, just getting it out there right now. So yeah. They, so they know it's coming. Right. Know. They'll resign him. Yeah, it'll be fine. Okay. I mean, so if I'd ask you guys your professional dynasty opinions, where they have no NFL ties whatsoever, insiders that are really outsiders. Okay. Will Marshawn Matt? Will Marshawn Lynch be a Seattle Seahawk next year? Yes, I think so. Mike, I'll say yes. I'll say yes as well. I think he is that team. If he is, gone, he's that offense. Yeah, he's that offense. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I, I I think it would be silly for them too. I think it would hurt their team not to bring him back. So I, I agree. Again, his his retirement talk is all again. I heard the same thing last year. Mar- Marshawn Lynch is a very unique individual. We love Skittles, and yes, I would say he would be back next year. So I, as an owner, I wouldn't be uh, overly worried there. Let me ask you a quick Frank Gore question. Do you think they, like, really eased back on him this year to keep him fresh for the playoffs, and it's totally screwing their whole year? Um, At this point, I would say no. I'd say he's kind of done just at this point, because if that's the case, you know, now they have to try and win. And remember, that's something we talked about earlier in the year. Hey, look for Hyde to be hot early to keep Frank Gore fresh. And at this point, I mean, week 13, I mean, it's it's a little too late. Definitely, in the last game was a prime example. If that's what you're waiting for, that was your playoff game versus Seattle because those are the two teams fighting in for that last okay. six seed. So that would have been a game that we would have had a good, true definition on Goron. And, I mean, he came away with 10 carries for 28 yards. That's I, a, I, I mean, I feel like earlier in the year that's what they were doing, and then they just completely lost their identity. And and now they're just like, and Gore had a couple good games early, right? Like um, he had like two, and then right. that was it. I think, I think the I think Gore is finally what we thought was going to happen for the last couple of years is done. I think he, he I think he surely won't be back there next year. Yeah, which I means agree. what's going to happen? This is what we're going to see. He's not going to be back there next year. 
He's going to be the name out there in the market that nobody signs, and then he announces retirement <laughs> later when after he finds out nobody wants to I'd sign. I'd say him. like right. two weeks into a try, not training camp, but that like preseason. All the time. Yeah. yeah. All right. You always hear, oh well, Frank Gore's out there, Frank Gore, but then nobody wants to sign him because he he rushed ten times for two point, you know, twenty eight yards right. and. You know, kudos to Gore. I mean, coming off of those two major knee surgeries, too, he had a hell of a career. I mean, a great career. He was a great running back. Uh, but his time, it looks like it has come. And, he, I mean, he's not Fred Jackson. It looks like he, he is done. I mean, that's it. I don't, see him get, I don't see him signing anywhere. I don't see him having any contribution to any team. I think as an owner, this is it. If you can get anything for him whatsoever, even a six-round pick, take it. Really, I mean, take it. And I, again, I mean, I've been saying I think Hyde next year comes out and beast. I really do. I think any, I think any running back that sit lines up behind Colin Kaepernick is going to be a good running back to own because I think they're always going to be a run first team. I agree, man. Uh, we'll see what they do a head coach, and that'll right. probably uh, shape the identity of the team. Yes, I agree. It could yeah. be so. one of those goofy things where they like a little scat backs more than big right. bruisers. And you know, yeah, you never does, know. Does Crabtree come back? If he doesn't, I mean, that hurts. That hurts Hyde a little bit because then they have no true elite number one. I mean, Vernon Davis, like I said in the beginning of the year, he's somebody I would not touch. I would sell high on. Hopefully all you listeners took my advice, our advice, and said, hey, sell Vernon Davis before this year starts because he's going to have a horrible year. Yeah, there's no high anymore. No, he's done too, man. I feel like yesterday he was sitting at that draft table crying like a little girl. (laughs) I feel like that was yesterday, man. Who else? Time goes by quick, It does, man. Definitely when you're playing fantasy football because it's so damn fun. Uh, yeah, Vernon Davis cried like a baby, and then uh, the running back for the Bears. Oh, he was also from Auburn. Ronnie, yeah. uh, Ronnie, Ronnie Brown. Brown, and but then Ronnie Brown and Cadillac Williams. Oh no, those those were two good ones for the Bears. The Bears, the Bears. Oh, Cedric Benson. He Cedric was, Benson he was, was went to Texas. Yes, yeah. he was crying like a baby. That's that's what it was. He was yeah, crying he like a baby. Up I'm St. Auburn, man. Hey, man. You know, my memory's not what it used to be. Yeah. At one point, I liked Cedric Benson. Yeah. Well. Oh. Uh, moving on to the next game, my my yeah. uh, computer. How about this? How we go? Answer. We have a couple dynasty questions here. Just a couple. All right. Let's get to them here. Uh, let's see what we have here. First one from at Tim. Uh, which rookies that had high, <laughs> which rookies that had high profiles but didn't live up are worth keeping? In my case, Blake Bortles, Lorenzo Taliaferro, Eric Ebron, and Devontae Freeman. Um, so like maybe he's in a keeper league, not dynasty. Because why? Why would you keep said, all of them? Yeah. Um, and and he says by which I mean which can be which which can better be replaced by next year's class. And also, should I trade Cowboy? Um, no. Yeah, don't trade Cobb. You know, I'm a Cobb snob, but don't trade him. But right. so I guess what he's saying is maybe like maybe his roster they don't have a taxi squad, and he has next year rookies come in. Who can he get rid of? Okay, there? let's go over that again. Blake Bortles, you keep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, guess. I same- mean, based off of thinking of your saying, you might have to replace the ro- since we don't know, but yeah. we're going to assume that you have to replace. This coming year's rookies with this list of characters. I don't know. I think Blake Bortles could go on the chopping block, possibly. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what your depth is. Would you rather have Blake Bortles or Marcus Mariota? Mm. I mean, if you could replace him, I think I'd rather have Mariota than Blake Bortles. I mean, just because of the unknown, you know? like Honestly, I think I'd rather have Blake Bortles. Mm. 
just because of his frame, his body style. I think like, I think Bortles is gonna be like is gonna be good or whatever, but maybe not. Mariota is definitely you don't. I mean, we don't know. It's, right. it's like trading or it'd be like flip flopping for the unknown. At least you're getting some. You'll get production out of Bortles. I don't know. That's a tough question. I guess I'd have to see. Uh, that's too early to tell. Lorenzo, for me, anyways. Lorenzo you know? Talaferro is somebody that, you again, could, you can get rid of. You, I mean, yeah, he's, replaceable, yeah. he's in a doghouse. Right. Uh, I mean, he had his chance and sh- sh- just didn't. Crap to bed. Right. Eric Ebron's still a fan of. Yeah. Had yeah. a little showing on Thanksgiving. Again, tight ends take three years, so he's somebody you. Definitely high-end type of talent. Yeah, you're hoping he's turning into, in three years, like he's like a tight end, high-end top five tight end right and that's what i still if i was doing my tight end rankings i'd still have him up there you he's know? got the most upside of anyone that is on that list yes and same thing for don and obviously the last one's Devonte freeman he's a keeper i think he's a keeper yeah well, we know you've always know been you a big fan yeah i was just waiting for you guys <laughs> to go um i mean definitely i think i think every like he shows in spurts that he can right. do it and then it's he only gets like two carries a game, three carries a game, a couple of catches here and there. I mean, yeah, I want to see him behind a better offensive line. Um, they'll probably have a different head coach next year, and Stephen Jack. Hopefully, without Stephen Jack, I'd like to see him around in a different. I'd like to might, see his role they, expanded. They could definitely bring in another running back via the draft this year. Though. They could yeah. for sure. Yeah, but I mean, he'll always be. I mean, to me, Freeman's never going to be a running back one. Like in that aspect for an NFL team, anyways, he's. I think his production will always come into the passing game, like, uh, like almost like Andre Allenton. I think I that's agree. like, yeah, you know, that's probably those are the running backs I kind of like. Yeah, the PPR running backs, right. yeah, like Gio Bernard, right? Andre Allenton, because they even in a non PPR league, man, because like you know, if you're just counting on rushing yards alone, that's not going to do it anymore. It yeah. did, it did in the 90s and the early 2000s, the way the game was played when guys rush for over 100 yards like all the time right but nowadays even like that short passing game is kind of right the same as the running game they use it the same way right exactly so that's why i I like those kind of backs man like the geos and the ellingtons you built your team around those kind of backs right i mean you know both of them kind of suspect right now but i'm just saying like that style of back i like you know LaShawn mccoy's and blah 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 yeah they still help you in standard leagues because they're still getting you they get your 50 receiving yards it's like a poor man's rushing game uh but in ppr leagues they help you out tremendously um yeah so hope that help that out tim um here's one from at joey yeoman our common tweeter here uh almost missed a cutoff how do you guys approach end of the season up until draft day for trades and how about as a commish so, I mean, as a commission, I mean, you just make sure there's no – I mean, I'm the commission of the Dynasty Nerds League, and I just – basically, we run our league as, like, a consensus. Free for all. <laughs> for, for, <laughs> I mean, we all – like, we vote on everything. It's right. not like I don't have – I they've taken absolute rule away from me years ago, so I can no longer lay down a hammer. But I approached – I mean, you basically approached offices up until the draft. Uh, just, you know, feelers, man, throwing them out there throughout the winter time and up to the draft. Hey – uh, are you interested in trading this player? No? Okay. Are you interested in this player? Oh, I mean, you shoot texts to guys, you know, like, blah, blah, you know. Yeah. Slip I them do. a note under their door? Right. Yes, no, maybe. Maybe send, <laughs> send them a box Circle. of chocolates or something <laughs> with a little trade request in there. Trade me Adrian Peterson or you'll sleep I, I with feel, the fishes. I feel, as though it's, I feel as though it's harder to make trades in the off season. There are. Um, people aren't as into it. People aren't as into it, and there's 
groups of people that talk to each other. Right. Not everyone talks to everybody. Right. So, yeah, in that respect, it, you you do miss out on opportunity. And right. It, and it's also harder to get draft picks because everybody's excited about the draft. And right. I've always felt like everybody's excited. I think, I honestly, I think the best time where I always see the most trades always goes down is draft day. Oh, draft day, yeah. Right. Because people are in love and enamored with having that pick and that name that's attached to that pick all the way up until it's about the time to take that pick, and they're like, oh, man, but I can get this guy who's definitely good. And mm-hmm. it, all that momentum is built to that guy being good, and then you're like, when it actually comes to you, you're like, oh, man, what can I get? You know, I, yeah, I'd rather have Jordy Nelson than this guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. As like, for example, I mean, I traded Jordy Nelson going in for the Monty Ball pick. That's what I gave up, Jordy Nelson, for Monty Ball, and this is obviously before Jordy Nelson was a superstar. Uh, but still, I mean, in hindsight, I got egg on my face. Right. Monty Ball, Monty Ball and his groin injury has kicked me in the groin on Ma- so many different levels. Monty's balls? Yes. <laughs> Monty's balls have Ouch. made my balls tingle Yeah, in a bad way. And, Matt, you warned me about that. I did. I tried to, at least. I said that Monty's balls were just going to be making you tingle. Right. Yeah. I got Lovey and Bell, too, so it's all right. And, yeah, so, I mean, I mean, off-season is – it is what it is. It's an off-season. And in Dynasty League, there is no off-seasons. But the well, bi- it definitely slows down, man. I mean, it, it's just the way of the world. It, here's how you should approach it. Is that, and I guess, I mean, we just approach it like trade-wise. Do the best to help your team in the offseason. And by doing that is research. Research, research, research the rookies. And basically, get on DynastyNerds.com on a daily basis because that's what we post in a lot of rookie. You know, once we get into offseason, this is it. This is what we, this is our main point here is it's like when you're in season we help you you know there's trades evaluating fresh talent but it's about following these rookies and putting yourself in the best position to win and that's through the draft and building through the draft and the more you know about these rookies and the better you're prepared the better edge you're going to get the better chance you're going to get those john browns in the draft or uh yeah it gives you an idea who to target it yes. gives you it gives you an idea of what your trade or what your pick is worth too right i mean like who like if you let's say you're going to trade your pick it's still really good to know all the rookies and be like i want this guy because there's going to be this 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 rookie this rookie this rookie and they're all really talented right so i mean it helps you in in that respect as well even if you're not going to use the pick at least you should know the players that are in the draft so you know your value of your pick. right and know where the cutoff of good talent is like, right. you know what you know right all these players are gone. I'm gonna sell the pick. Right. I'm gonna bail. You know, and, right. and you know it. You know where your drop off is better than you know than the other people, and that that's an advantage for you. It's a good time to sell your pick is during the draft because then there's like your guy just went before you picked. You're like, man, that's who I wanted. There's nobody else I really love here. Everybody else, I'm not too sure on. Hey, this trick's up for the this grab. This pick is up for grabs, and then there is somebody. There is that guy. There is that you know Amari Cooper there for somebody that. They, they love and who's gonna be the next des bryant because everybody has that guy that hey, this guy's gonna be the next des bryant uh so but i mean the law it's a long off season you know decompress always listen for offers study the rookies mm-hmm. next one from at will the jacobs if a team middle of the pack won't win the title won't be a top three pick which way do you go liquidate or hold tight and build slow Ooh, i was in this predicament probably like four or five years ago and you got to be really up for it, but I blew it up, man. Worst thing, I, I was like, every year I was like just making the playoffs like for like two or three years in a row, either just making the playoffs and getting bumped really early or 
I was just missing the playoffs, and then you're you're really not getting those high picks. So I mean, I I sold all my my sweet players, and I just loaded up on draft picks for about three years, and I blew it up. And, and I mean, it's starting to come back together now, which is great. But you got to be in for the long haul if you do that like, kind of thing. Couldn't you like almost see too like because uh, I was trying to just thinking because I've I've either just been at one end or the other for the most part. You know what I mean? Um, but I feel like there's if you're in the middle, you kind of might have that feeling like, all right, I'm in the middle, but like I got some. I got some decent. I'm a piece, piece away. And, yeah, where you can easily get a piece or two in in a draft. Or are you like one of those things where like I was in the middle, but my team kind of blows. That's where I was at. Right. Like I was in the middle, and I had a bunch of players that were in the middle. You know, right. like I didn't have like a like three sweet guys and three really crabby guys, and like I just needed to fill in just three a crabby. bunch of average guys. I had yes, exactly. I had like a bunch of like I had Eli Manning as my starting quarterback, yeah, right. and like crap like that, like those kind of that players. That you blow up. Yeah, that that like I needed to just say right. See ya, you know, later. Yeah. And I just, I mean, like I did have like a few decent guys, and I just, I got rid of those guys. Right, and, and it was well, those guys you gotta get rid of. They get any value? Yeah, you kind of have to like see what your value of your players are. I feel like just kind of hey, am I on the the upside do i have some players with some upside but i'm in the middle and just maybe some things didn't go my way i lost a couple games that maybe i could have won blah 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 or am i on the the bad end you know uh, in the middle are you winning games with smoke and mirrors right which is what i was doing and where and where are you weak at are you really weak are you are you in the middle of the road because you have no running backs if that's the case you you still keep going for it because running backs are something you could dress during during the draft and get immediate you know, value on, uh, or do you have no receivers whatsoever and a couple good backs? And you know what? You got to build around these young receivers. You get rid of those good backs where you can get good value on anyways, and you build back through the draft. Right. So, and kind of look at it like, okay, where would my team be if I had a top five? Like, say I go back and I'm like, what if, where would my team if I would have just had Des Bryant on my team? Where would I would have finished? Like, what's my point? Like, how close did I lose these games by each game? Go back and assess it. And, like Matt, like if you have a whole bunch of the middle of the road guys, blow it up. Right. That's if you have I mean. one really good guy and that's it, right? Sell that one really good guy, as hard as it may be, and get as many assets as you possibly can. I mean, let's right. face it, you're not going to win a championship unless you have like five guys on your team that are really good. Right. Like that's, I mean, that's like the minimum. I'm thinking, like, yeah, you better have a sweet tight end. But you better have at least one good running back. Your your quarterback has to be adequate. And you gotta have it like you gotta have like two really good receivers. I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, and also I wouldn't be afraid to like I was doing this in my other dynasty league that we just started up this year. I was making some trades for later round picks. Just you know, some like just because we are the way the rosters are set up. Like I've mentioned a million times, we're building up our roster over time. So. There's some times where you have to, like, get rid of players where, like, in our league, we wouldn't, you know, just I just don't have the roster space. So some dudes, I was just like, I'm about to cut this guy. Maybe I can just get, like, a fifth or sixth round pick or whatever. Yeah, if you're going to cut him. him, Yeah, oh, for sure. So now, granted, these fifth and sixth round picks, nine times out of ten are not going to hit. But it's like, eh, if I get enough of them, it just increases. It's like a lottery ticket. Hey, it maybe increase my odds that I hit on one. You yeah, because one so. guy out of the fifth round will be good. Right. One. Yeah. So, will hey. be serviceable at least. Right. And right. then so hopefully you got, you yeah. hit So you, don't be afraid to maybe, like, make some acquisitions, like some smaller trades just to get some assets if if a guy's not in your t- you know, long term. And remember, and, and, and remember, it's a win-win situation when you blow it up because – 
say you have that one really good receiver and another good player that's keeping in the middle of the road. When you sell off those assets and you go young, not only do you get that young talent, but that young talent doesn't help you do better right away. It's something that you're building on. So when, you're, when you get rid of that talent that kept you in the middle of the road and you go young, that won't help you right away, what happens? Your record go, gets worse. That's and why I you said get, you've got to be in for the long yes. haul if you do that. And then you get higher draft picks, and then, boom, a couple top two picks, two years row, you come away with, um, you know, Gio Bernard and Mike Evans for two years in a row. Boom, you instantly have a really good base. Or say you got Le'Veon Bell, like Le'Veon Bell and Mike Evans. Right. You have a really good base right there that you feel really, really good about. Right, that's true. And that's just in two years with two picks. Right. So yeah, not, you're not even counting your second round picks, your third round picks that you might hit on. Yeah. So like so. Uh, that year, like you, you came away and, and Mike, for example, like he said, he's been, he's been two different spectrums, like where he's been the first pick for two years in a row. And then all of a sudden, boom, he's like, he's won the division a couple last couple of years. And you went Gio Bernard and Keenan Allen. Right. You know, and those are two good, you know, they're not high end, but they're really good pieces. But then another, you know, I'm just saying like other picks I got in later rounds, like T.Y. Hilton and Andre Ellington third and fifth round guys there's that fifth round pick you're talking about right so even when you do blow it up there's a lot of good now granted you got to hit your draft picks because then if you come away the same point you go if you came away with you know doug martin and david wilson you know it was all for naught but right this is this this is what makes fun about dynasty and you know i always told somebody this is like five six years ago and somebody said hey you know what's so fun about dynasty it's like people pay money to play dynasty fantasy football knowing they have no chance whatsoever to win that league not that year right yes and they still pay because that hope it's fun to build because even when you're losing you're winning you're having fun right i mean you're building the team and everything you get to follow all these guys it's nice when you i mean how many leagues you come in you're like man i came in last but man i get melvin gordon i get amari you know what i mean it's like you you you're just like there's like uh excitement to it you know it's like Hey man, I get well. If I hit on these two picks, because you know you're gonna love some guys going in the draft. If I get this, this dude, and this dude, boom, I could be good like right away. Yeah, and it, it can, happens. It can happen. It can, yeah. it happen to you. You right. went, you went from the first pick in the draft, right, to the championship game. Oh no, the pick, the the semi championship, right, game, which is close to the championship game. Oh yeah, considering how you know it was a quick turnaround from going from worst to first, right. and then it happened funny because another guy in the league went from. The game, the game before the championship game, to the first pick, right? And now he has the number. That's how quick it can. Now change, he's back, in, and now he's back in the playoffs. <laughs> now he he went from that pick to the top pick in the draft last year, and now he's in the playoffs. He bumped yep. me out. That's right. So for the number one pick last year is in the playoffs this year, as the fifth seed. So things change. Yeah, I mean, all it right. takes is one good player. Because I said, and it, cause then remember the players you take are getting better as well. You know, like the Damaris Thomases, you know, and players yeah. that didn't play. You know, all the guys that drafted Carlos Hyde this year, you know, got nothing to give. They them didn't the get a return. Right, we'll get right. a running back one, hopefully or likely next year. So that's a long, in-depth analysis of what to do when you're stuck in the middle. Right on. Yeah, hopefully that helped. Yeah, hopefully long-winded helped. answers. <laughs> Those are the best. Let's uh, let's skim through a couple games here. Um, San Diego, Baltimore. Uh, Keenan Allen, nothing, nothing, another, not nothing, but another great. Yeah, no, that was game, great, great game, here. definitely. Which is weird because last year he started off really slow and then came on strong, and now it seems like he's starting to pick up his game here and coming on strong again. 
Right. Targets are always there, like we said a million times. It's just now it seems like the last few weeks now the the number side are yeah, is adding, you know, is catching up with it. So. This production is ridiculous. Right. Uh Raven side, nothing to say about the Raven side whatsoever. They're set solid, man. Very solid. Can't believe it. And just a journeyman type guy. Just keep going at it. He'll be this is this is I see right. him I personally see him as like uh the the Houston back. Oh, uh, uh, Slayton. Steve yeah. Slayton. But, but I don't see, like, I don't think Forsett's the future. I don't think Forsett's the number one running back there for the future. He's no. 30. Yeah. That guy's definitely going to be overdrafted next year in redraft leagues. I agree. Like, I mean, Baltimore has to draft a running back, right? Uh, I mean, it depends on how down they are on Tally Farrow. Well, it seems like they're pretty down on him lately. I mean, right. obviously, Pierce is, is not a really good fit. He hasn't looked great. Oh, he's that. terrible. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, if sure if they, they don't will. think Talaferro is is their guy, then yeah, I, right. Yeah, I wrote about that. I mean, four set. I mean, four sets one of the best pickups. I mean, obviously C.J. Anderson, like a waiver wire area, is like the best pickup of the year. But right. I mean, four sets right up there with them. Um, Buffalo, Cleveland, Terrence West has pretty much. I mean, he's just he's taking all his value and just pooping on it. I I really don't think the coach likes him. He he threw him under the bus. He mentioned he his threw name him under twice. The bus. Yeah, saying that he. Literally call him out by name, saying he carries the ball sloppily. It's inexcusable. And they're talking about Glenn Winston getting some carries this week over possibly Terrence West. I know, and and you know what? He defended Crowell when Crowell fumbled the ball a ton. Correct. So I I really just don't think he likes Terrence West. Well, what we were saying because he had a sleeve. I'm like, you got to take off that damn sleeve, dude. Yeah. What are you doing? I just not. I have not been impressed with him at all. Me neither. Yeah, I've don't thought all year that Crowell was the better running back. So it, it doesn't really surprise me that he's. I, I really just don't think his attitude is all there either. I drafted Terrence West in yeah. 12th pick in our uh, Dynasty Nerds League. Still got my fingers crossed, my toes crossed. Hopefully that's good enough to get me by. Yeah, hopefully. Um, in other news, Manziel probably most likely will be starting the rest of the year. We'll find mm. out when this podcast airs. It should be announced. We'll should record be announced. on Tuesdays. Yeah, right. So, uh, came in. I w- I'm anticipating that, yes, he's right. going to be yeah. the guy. I mean, it only makes sense. The Browns aren't going to make the playoffs most likely, yeah. and there's no reason not to see what you got in them. I mean, Matt was here when they put Manziel in, and he he saw how I felt about it. Uh, I think there was some air humping going on. or, or yeah. Wow, that yeah. excited. <laughs> I mean, like, it was definitely time. I, I Like, I texted somebody, like, five minutes before that ended up happening. You know, I'm just like, it's probably time because the Browns weren't going to win that game. And if you don't win that game, you're probably not going to make the playoffs. And there's just no point if you're not going to make the playoffs not to start Manziel. And it shows his value in Dynasty going forward. I mean, he has value with his legs. Yeah, for sure. Right. I mean, he came right in. and, and So did RG3 and so did Colin Kaepernick. You know, So I'm just going to go with uh, bated breath, maybe, if that's the right expression. I, th- I think the thing that's going to help – I think what Manziel really helps, whatever that expression is, is Isaiah Carell because he's going to help the run game because they're going to have to watch giant. They're going to have to keep eyes on giant. His his essence of threat of the run, I think, it's going to help Isaiah Carell. Ooh, the essence, (laughs) the essence of Johnny. Uh, I mean, you know, hey, it's not going to help you this year. You're just the guys that have Manziel are going to be able to see. What he is, or yeah, isn't. I mean, nobody's starting him in right. Dynasty. Well, right, and that's what I'm just saying. Like, you'll finally get to see what you got in him. Either way, because yep. all the other quarterbacks are playing, like Derek Carr, Blake Bortles, Teddy um, B, Teddy B. And so. just always remember how bet much better Alfred Morris did with RG3 in there. All right, just saying. I, we don't I, have Alex Mack at center, which has been a big 
That helps out a lot. Yeah, sure. He's terrible. obviously our MVP. Uh, Buffalo Probably side, is. Robert Woods is looking. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. That's Decent. All, yeah. That's Whatever. all I got to say about that. I mean, obviously, Sammy Watkins still has a groin issue. His value will come out next year. He had a hip right. issue as well right. uh, after been, the game. He's been knickknacked. Right. Um, Houston, Tennessee. You know, he has no uh, – we don't talk IDP here, but is J.J. Watt not the best player in the NFL? He's pretty ridiculous, man. That's not a quarterback named yeah. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I don't know. You can make a case for Ryan Fitzpatrick and his six touchdowns this week. Right, or his kid that's the smartest <laughs> mathematician on earth. Did you see that? I, I saw that. I he's like a human calculator. Really? Right? Yes. Yeah, and he's like, how old are you? Like seven, <laughs> something like that. He's Fitzpatrick's like, a Harvard guy, man. Right, that's what they were talking about. Like, They were like, hey. The only thing that question, the only thing that made it weird about that was he's like, he told the reporter, hey, pick two, num- pick two numbers in the 90s. The only thing was like, why would you have to be in the nineties? Yes, between ninety and ninety, like ninety and ninety-nine. He said, "Pick two numbers in any two numbers." Uh, That's what he said. So he just got a memory. I had the TV on. I was like, I don't know what I was like getting ready for work or something. So I didn't like specifically like watch it. I was just listening, you know. And yeah, I I didn't catch that part. But he's like, "Hey, get your calculator out and throw two numbers at my kid, and he'll multiply them for you." And the dude was like, "Ninety-one times like ninety-three." Yeah, kid's like, like. one thousand seventy, and, and and then he's like, "Get out your calculator." And he's like, "That's right." He's like, "Boom!" Right. I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. I mean, yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick's kid's the MVP of the tight or Texans. Now, DeAndre Hopkins, he's sweet. Somebody who mm-hmm. we've said we've. I mean, obviously, everybody in Dynasty, you should be ecstatic. He has some, now he had a catch that was called back, and somebody put a post on there. If this catch would have stood. He would have had his own gloves like Odell Beckham. He had a crazy. Did anybody see it? I missed it. He had a crazy, same thing, one-handed, ex- full extension catch. It was called back by a penalty, but it was amazing. Oh. DeAndre, Ho- DeAndre Hopkins has, if not the best, some of the best hands in the entire NFL. I agree. This guy, when they get his offense rolling, they get an elite quarterback in here. And this showed when he has a competent quarterback, what Ryan Fitzpatrick came in, what he can do. Nine catches, 238 yards, two touchdowns. Yes, yeah. I mean, a banner no arg- day, man. Yeah, yeah no argument for me, man. Absolutely. I like him. I mean, he's somebody that, like, he doesn't get the pub as everybody else does, maybe because he's quiet, he right? Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's just one of those quiet, future, elite wide receiver ones. Right, definitely. Right? Like, he's, yeah, I mean, I see him, like, in the same, like, uh, like grouping as A.J. Green and up there? Oh, so I, I see him. I see him with that kind of talent. Like he could be that AJ Green kind of talent. I really do. Wow. I don't know if I would go that high. Not obviously. I take AJ Green over Jander Hopkins, but like right. he can. He is. He is really, really good. And he's somebody that I uh, and literally all year long. I always think of like what kind of offer I can make. Like Josh has him in our league. Like what can I do to like try and get DeAndre? Hopkins? And I've thrown a couple offers to him too. He's like hey, every time he's like I kind of want to keep DeAndre Hopkins because he again he's somebody that's like nobody ever talks about him. But he's really, really good. Right. So, like, if nobody's talking about him, you always feel like he's obtainable. So what I'm trying to say is if you can right. somehow get DeAndre Hopkins on your dynasty team, do, do it. it. And obviously not after this week if they scores 238 yards and two touchdowns. Right, yeah. Because... But, like, an off season before, you know, if there's any way, hey, I'll give you, hey, I'll give you my first, second, and uh, Reggie Wayne for DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> this guy. Look at you. He's been trying to sell Reg- Reggie I mean, Wayne for like three years. God, you're a used car salesman. Dude, it's my opening statement to the so, courts. So we got to flip to the other game. Uh, Bishop Ranky, only, <laughs> ten, only 10 attempts, but yeah. 42 yards, like decent 4.2 per carry. Right. 
I'm going to say what still, I've been saying all still year. Still not getting enough carries. He's a low-end running back, too. Yeah. Or uh, rode him back, too. And unfortunately, Justin Hunter looks like he lacerated his spleen. Put going, to IR, IR, going to the IR. Going to the IR. Yeah. So that's kind of a um, not a big blow because he's been doing nothing, but big blow for his you know, value, I guess, going forward. Speaking yeah. of IR, just real quick, little tip. If your league, because my, my league does this, we have two injured reserve spots. So, but it doesn't count against your active roster. Right. So what I always do, and just since it just made me think of it since you brought up the IR, is like, man, you should always have, try to find two guys. Like, say your whole roster, you know, your starting lineup, your reserves, and your, like, taxi squad, if your league has a taxi squad, is full. But you have two empty injured reserve lists because no one's hurt. Go on the waiver wire and find two guys that are hurt, man, and just throw them on there. Stash them on there. Stash them. Can't hurt. Right? My IR is all filled up. Right. I mean, it should be. Yeah, see, I have Victor Cruz on my active roster because there's literally no way out there I really want to grab. Okay, some but some leagues might not be, you know. Is deep. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's a good point, definitely. Somebody you can grab and say, hey, yeah, to stash them. Right. Like I mean, for it's, just, example, it's just a, an example of maximizing your, your, like, your like, roster spot. Right, yeah. Like Marquise Will, uh, Wilson, I had put him on mine at the beginning of the year because no one, no one drafted him because he was hurt, you know, and we didn't have that many spots, so I just put him on there. And... Um, I actually had some guy injured, but I'm going to make room now. My league's over in the playoffs. I just so happen to not make it this year. But I'm going to go grab Sam Bradford and stick him on there. Yeah. Just because why if not? If he's out there, yeah, you might as well hold him over well, the offseason. Yeah. yeah, yeah why there's no you? reason. Like, obviously, I don't think Sam Bradford's sweet, but our our rosters are going to expand the next year. So it's like I got two free guys. One of my favorite moves, right? which I is kind of like that, but it's more taxi squad related, is an article Matt wrote like before the season where you should every year at the seventh round pick draft a kicker. If you have a taxi squad, because every time you got like, when you got to like, get, you have two quick kickers on your roster where all of a sudden you have that rookie, you could just demote the rookie, keep the rookie on your taxi squad the whole year until you need them. Then you pick them up and buy, start them, and then put them back down the taxi squad right. for the kicker. I love that maneuver. I remember that. I remember we were like really enamored by that. I still am. I'm going to draft yeah, like, <laughs> the kicker that in the one seventh more time. round. Say that again. I forget how that worked. I mean, basically, it was just I, I, the one year I, I had gotten a, the last pick in the draft, was right? Mine, you know, like I traded for it or whatever. Okay. And instead of picking Joe Schmo, who I was going to drop, right? I ended up just picking a kicker, and that way I had some roster flexibility. You know, yeah. I, I could, I could bump him up and down instead of having to drop somebody off your your team, right? To pick up a, a you know, a guy on buy, like a to pick up a, a kicker when he's on buy, you just bump him down your taxi squad, and even in the off season. It gives you that one extra space because right. he's down on your he's down he's down in your taxi squad right. instead of up on your active yeah, roster. That, that move, that genius. Move's genius. It's, it's, it's yeah. genius. It just gives you the ro- roster flexibility on, so on a position that you, you know who I mean who really cares. Right. That's why you listen to Dynasty Nerds right. podcast. That's a good trick. I mean, mm-hmm. as long as the guy's not a total scrub and he and he's scoring points week to week. Right. You, you I mean, that's almost over the hashtag two to three year window. There's uh there's always a kicker. It's worth maybe possibly picking too. Yeah, so. usually. I mean, I, one you know guy gets drafted in the sixth round. That's like a first round pick right. you know, yeah, for you keep, other positions. You know? Yeah, and you keep your guy. Like, I mean, you're, you don't want to cut Mason Crosby off your roster. You know, that's somebody you want to exactly. keep, or you know, Justin Tucker. You don't. You're not going to cut him off your just roster. Just for a, a bye week. Right? Yeah. Right. So I just want to bring that up too because I, nice, I, I nice like strategy. Um, Washington, Indianapolis. Uh, we've been telling this about RG three all year. The guys, he's toast. Well, he's done, yeah, right? I mean, 
He okay. Colt McCoy starting, and they're not looking. Would bad. you like to take a survey? Sure. You're just supposed to say yes. Emph- oh yes. Enthusiastically. Yes. And the survey says yes. Will RG three be a Washington Redskin next year, Matt? No. 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 Yeah. No way. I don't think so. Yeah. No way. He's. But gone. I still think, like, for example, with him, like versus maybe, I'll just throw a couple. Like a a Geno Smith or there's hope. Uh, uh, there's yes, there's still a little bit of hope. Um, like uh, EJ Christian Manuel, Ponder, EJ yeah. Manuel, like those guys. I like if I was an NFL team, I just they they they're they're just career backup guys. If that, yeah, I would still take a chance on RG three, just in hopes on two things. One that I don't think he's ever been fully was ever fully healthy. Maybe going into this year he was fully healthy, and then he broke his ankle, like, right away. And I think they rushed him back two different occasions. Both one times. Third, both times. He, I think he probably pushed it and he, Yeah, and I'm sure he did. And just we're on a podcast talking about Cole McCoy. Right. And I think no, part sorry, of, Kirk Cousins back then. It changes so quickly. Right. <laughs> um, Same difference. And the whole the situation's toxic. Yep. Right? So I think there's still hope. I... But I, you know, I think it's better than some of the other options out there. Yeah, and I think I think him getting cut or traded will deflate his ego a little bit, which needs deflated. He could be used to change his scenery. And yeah, another again. I mean, he could use a change in offense is what he could really. Right. Be. That one doesn't obviously he's not working for him. Not suited. They I just mean, want him to sit in the pocket and throw the ball. Right. So it's not his game. Yeah. So like maybe RG three might be a guy like whoever has him probably really ticked, want to get rid of him. Can you see him? It would be a really good for for him. Be like a good late round. Like hey, I'll give you just some late round crappy pick that you know if someone wants to unload him, or maybe they might want to go down with the ship. Like, what if he went to the Eagles? That's a deep, oh! I was just talking about that. Were you? Yeah, like on multiple occasions. Right. Yeah, that could be amazing. Yeah, I think that would be a a good situation. I was gonna say Houston. You say Houston go, every going time. Going back at well, this yeah, one Brian. So where do you think? E.J. Manuel's going, Houston. Houston. No, no, just – well, just, you know, he's a Texas kid. He'd be going back home. They have DeAndre Hopkins. They have Arian Foster. So, I mean, they'd have talent around him, not like he doesn't have talent around him, in, you know. Yeah, that's not – I don't, I don't think, think that's, that's what Bill O'Brien is looking for. That's not Bill O'Brien. Yeah. He's not looking for that. Sorry. All right, ask me where Brian Hoyer's going to go. Where's Brian Hoyer going to go? Houston. Oh, and there we ask go. Ask me where Adrian Peterson's going to go. Where? Texas, Dallas. Okay. All right. <laughs> it all goes back to the heart of Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. I like that Phil I like that Philly option. That seems like it'd be pretty I mean look what he's done with look what Chip Kelly's done with every single quarterback that's come in there. Like right. Michael Vick went there and like was amazing. I mean Absolutely. Nick Foles looked good. That is pretty intriguing. Mark Sanchez looks good. I mean every quarterback that's in that offense, he tweaks it just a little bit. Makes it a little bit different for each guy, and it works for everybody. So right, I, but I he'd, he'd he'd have to buy in completely to Chip Kelly's offense, and does like we said before, like he's a dick, and his ego is a problem. And is that a problem? Like does Chip Kelly? You I could see I him and Chip that. Kelly not getting along. Yeah, because like, of that. Because hurry up, hurry up, hurry up! I ain't I got eat my subway. Yeah, but it, it from a strictly player standpoint, I think that'd be a great place for him just to see him play there. Right, I still think there's. I think there's still. Uh, chance i think anybody that goes to philadelphia from here on out i'm buying in i want shares any rookie that gets drafted there i mean i want shares i felt like that since ever since chip kelly got there hmm. i mean I, we talked we talked about that all offseason 
Yeah, we did. It's pretty. I mean, it's just a great offense, especially fantasy wise. It's definitely tailored for big time production. So. We talk a lot of dynasty fantasy football. God, we do. We do hours on mm-hmm. each week. Mm-hmm. Are you guys even married? <laughs> <laughs> no, With we the... live in my mom's basement. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are in my mom's basement right now, recording this for you guys. Uh, moving on to another game here as my uh, thing goes down is the Giants Jacksonville. Uh, Ruben Randall got benched. Yeah, I guess he was late to a meeting or something like yeah. that, right? Yeah, I'm not a big, and I, like I've said all year, I'm not a big Ruben Randall fan at all. Yeah, me neither. We'll see how Victor Cruz comes back, which I don't, I mean, nobody comes back from Patella tendon tears. Man. So I think Victor Cruz is toast. He's somebody I'm going to try and sell in the offseason if anybody's going to give me anything for him. Uh, Odell Beckham's still good. Eli Manning's just a backup quarterback at best. Blake Bortles is the future. Marquise Lee had six for 75, still have nice. upside. Yeah. Right. I'm a Marquise Lee fan. Yeah, me too. So I, I kind of, you know, we've just, said it a million times. I, I like the youth on Jacksonville. Yeah. Will it ever pan out and, you know, make them? We like what they're winners? doing. Yeah, it's just kind of nice. It's so, fun to see. It's got a lot of good dynasty upside. Let's see what they do at running back next year in uh, offensive line. Carolina, Minnesota. Man, how bad is Carolina? Pretty bad. Jeez. I mean, hopefully, hopefully you like, got doesn't, out. Of- like Cam's playing really bad. It kind of reminds me of, I mean, not. Just like maybe the same situation, like with Colin Kaepernick, or just like I th- hopefully next year bounce back and they need to draft like three offensive linemen. Right, they do. I think it's nine day. I think Cam's just a product of the situation. I mean, he's he's injured. Yeah, you, he's you got, just hate Kaepernick. Though. He's so got. Let's, yeah. I'll just talk to Matt about that. So, <laughs> and non-hater, uh, yeah, right. hater mode. I don't. You know? I just don't think he's that good. I just don't think he's that good. That's. A, uh-huh. I mean, I think Cam Newton's good. good. I don't right. think no, Cam. I if I didn't think, if I thought they were the same quarterback, I'd say. He's yeah, but I good. think he has a bad offensive line. He so has no running game, and he's got true. one rookie receiver, and he's got nothing else to throw the ball to. I mean, right, Greg Olson's right. just middle, like middle of the road. We know you don't like Greg Olson. Well, you know, uh, is in comparison to some other people. No, I don't. Bubba Franks, right? Yeah, I love see? Bubba Franks. So do I, man. Bubba was the man. He was the man. He yeah. had glue. He was yes. born with glue imprinted into his hands. Yeah, Bubba was the man. And uh, on a side, I mean, just to get back to the games, Jonathan Stewart, there was a Jonathan Stewart signing and er, sighting. Yeah, you were talking about him on Sunday. And uh, D'Angelo Williams apparently broke his hand or something, Goofy? He, he should just break his whole body and just get out of the NFL. So, He's I mean, terrible. Jonathan Stewart might be flex-worthy or whatever going into the playoffs if, you, <laughs> if you're looking for a desperation. <laughs> oh, Chase, too, what could have been, right, buddy? Hey, man, he's still a really talented guy. Very huh? fragile. Very fragile. Yeah. When fragile. you own a guy, man, you'll stick up for him through thick and thin, and there's nothing better example of you and Jonathan <laughs> When you trade Larry Fitzgerald in his prime for Jonathan Stewart. Right, and that's uh, why Dynasty is so sweet. Like, yep. you get a guy, and you just, you'll, I mean, you'll either love or hate him, but, like, if you like him, even if they're not producing, you'll make every excuse for him. Like, me and Donald Brown, you and Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan Stewart. Stewart. I mean, man, I'll go man. down with the ship oh, on Donald totally. Brown, man. Yeah. Totally, man. Anytime he's, like, got a chance, like, Hey, Donald Brown's a good flex. <laughs> I like, I'm totally. Like, I cannot wait until like five years from now when I'm making fun of him about uh, Monty Ball, right? Yeah. <laughs> to, to, for a uh, Le'Veon Bell trade. Absolutely, oh, I cannot hey, man, wait. We all got one of those and, guys. And and just take note: four years when we're still talking about Devontae Freeman for Matt. I still think once he gets the right opportunity, yeah, I mean, Devontae Freeman. <laughs> you remember new that offense? Yeah, you, hey, we all have these. You remember that? You remember that draft in uh, 14 where there was like. 15 in a row that you couldn't miss on. And then Matt's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> there was 14 out of 15 you couldn't miss on. I missed on the one. <laughs> uh, well, at least I'm man enough to admit hey, it. Hey, hey, I got Terrence West in the 12th pick. See? Yeah. 
Two out of 15. You can miss. Right. I got Brandon Cooks. Yep, yep, yep. Juan hates me. I got Odell Beckham in that, too. Yeah, nice trade, by the way. Still, I mean, we never. Do we ever talk about that trade on the podcast? I yes, we, we did. did we? Yeah, we did. Martellus right. Bennett for ODB. Listen, uh, yeah, still right, right now, passer. right now, it's. I keep saying ODB every time I do ODB. Last time, I mean, like when we, when it happened, it was a good trade. I mean, obviously, right now, I didn't it, think it was a good trade when it happened. It's no. just me. Really? Yeah. Martellus no. Bennett was tearing it up, and Odell Beckham hadn't done anything. I can't Who remember cares? what He's I said a at the time, but now I just can't believe. I, like, I just remember, or, or how. I remember revisionist history when I saw that trade on our site. I'm like, how did they put a rip off? That's what I, I thought. I, I, I couldn't when he like, did it. Did he I couldn't believe off? it. Right. Like, how would you give up a rookie after like six weeks? Right. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that was my thinking, or at least how I remember. Well, yeah, here's what. Here's the, here's what. I swear, I God, took this. all the risk. Oh, get oh, out of here! After my... six weeks or whatever, he hadn't done anything. You he just could have that... sat on the taxi squad. I got like tons you of know, guys. Hey, like I'll give you Martellus Bennett for Carlos Hyde. He hasn't really done anything. Yeah, he's yet. not There's doing your... anything. But the, the, here's what here's the, and this you guys is are making me sound bad. Right? This now. is well, this is a process totally that went through it. my head of it. It's like I can't believe he just traded like a top like the number eight overall like right, like a, a, t- a first round pick for Martellus Bennett. Because you can you imagine going to a draft? Hey. Like right now, like even in San Martellus Bennett is still playing like he is right. like all year. I'm like, hey, right now, hey, I'll give you uh, Martellus Bennett for your first round pick. People are like, no, get, I don't need him. Get out of it. No, it doesn't matter if you need it. You so can still I offer someone a first round, or can I offer Delaney Walker for a first round pick in the draft this year? You can watch right. what you, watch what I'll happens. Like, hey, the precedent's set, man. It's happened. I mean, come on, ODB. Goodness, yeah. Uh, right. Moving on to New Orleans, Winner. Pittsburgh. Uh, people talked about this might be Breeze uh, last hurrah, whatever, and they went out and threw five touchdowns. Who was talking about yeah. that being Breeze's Probably last Probably the hurrah. same guys that were saying Tom Brady's done. Yeah, the media people. No. Like, oh, the the Atlanta might look, uh, New Orleans might look into taking a quarterback now because they feel like Breeze is done. Okay. Yeah. Everyone takes a quarterback. So what, New Orleans will take a guy in like the fifth round and they'll be like, is this the guy that's going to replace Drew Brees? People are, they just look for storylines. It's annoying. Kenny Stills have finally had a good game. I, yeah. Right. Found himself wide open. Yeah. yeah. On that long run. Yeah. Jimmy Graham yard. found himself with zero catches. Zero which is, targets. Which is yeah. crazy. Even weirder. So he for sure, caught, he for sure probably cost somebody a playoff spot. Right. For, yeah. I'm sure there's somebody out there. I lost my game because I got zero points from him. Son, you never had game. <laughs> Silence. Silence, man. <laughs> my comedy Says is the guy that isn't in the playoffs. Right. <laughs> I am in, like, three of my, like, I got, 12 leagues. I got, like, the fourth most points. I just didn't win a lot. But I still got game, son. All right. So, Mark Ingram had a good game, too. Speaking of game. <laughs> Speaking of run game. Yeah. yeah, man, he's just churning them out now. Yeah, a great year. He's got to go back to New Orleans, right? Uh I mean, the way that their running back situation is, I would think, yeah, Pierre Thomas is pretty old now. Um, I think both the other guys are kind of, eh, And know, he's like, having a great year. Yeah, and, and look at you. You come through, I mean, for Ingram owners, like the, for you it's like the perfect storm because you took Ingram number one overall. He's been a colossal bust all up to this point. Now because of Ingram, you're in first place. Not, not, I mean, I know it's not strictly because of Ingram, but he's a huge part. You're in first place. Mm-hmm. You're the point you lead all, in our Dynasty Nerds League. You have the most points. Yep. Ingram's a big factor because of that. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, that was a great example of, of cashing in on one draft. I got Mark Ingram in the first round and then DeMarco Murray in the second round. Yeah. Took a while to 
get the divot, pay the divot on both of them. Yeah, right. right. And if you win it all this year, which would be your first, yeah. If and if this was all you ever got out of Ingram, it was worth that first round pick. I agree. The first overall pick. If you win anything, it's worth it. If you win it, everything's worth it. Uh, On the other side, Le'Veon Bell led the team in receiving and in rushing. Yeah, 159 yards receiving. Big day for him. How did Monty Ball do? <laughs> Sorry, man. Payback's a mother. <laughs> uh, speak louder when you say that. I got Le'Veon and Monty Ball in our league in the Dynasty Nerds League, which is all that really matters, anyway. So, okay. And I'm out of the playoffs. So sugar coating it. <laughs> sugar coating, son of a. Uh, but yeah, Le'Veon Bell, man. I mean. I remember before, I mean, I brought this question to your guys' attention a couple weeks ago, like Le'Veon Bell or LaShawn McCoy in Dynasty. Mm-hmm. And you guys were like, oh, for sure, LaShawn McCoy. No. I asked you one week, and Mike wasn't here. I asked Mike the following week, which was last week, and you weren't here, and he took. Who did I take? Le'Veon Bell. That's right. Mm. Just want to make sure I'm consistent. Right on. <laughs> and I said, I was like, and I was like, you know, the big point here is like, no, it's close. It's was very that close. they're in this category. Do you have after? Does this big game changer factor at all, Matt? No, it doesn't. I knew it wouldn't, but yeah. that's why I asked. I'm stubborn like that. You are very stubborn. You just now like Kel- Kelvin Benjamin. I, I Come on, it, no. I bet that you almost don't like Kelvin Benjamin anymore because he hasn't had a big game in a couple weeks. Could I told you so. Drops. <laughs> <laughs> never really bought into that guy anyway. I never. I just did it to shut you guys up. Um, Sorry, getting abused by you guys. Le'Veon Bell. Clear-cut top three dynasty running back, correct? Arguably number one. Arguably. Not is number one, but he's up there in the conversation. Right. I mean, him, DeMarco, LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. I think that's it. Right. Because, I mean, I'd rather have Le'Veon Bell than Jamal Charles. Uh, uh, Only because Andy Reid refuses to use him for some ungodly reason this year. He's used – yeah, he's used – same thing that we talked about – we just talked about it. We got the five forte. Forte. The way that yeah, the, and, it, and they do the same thing. How they came out like, oh, we that's inexcusable. Why use Jamal Charles that way? We're gonna use him more next week. Well, yeah, but like, just you just gotta look for dynasty. You just gotta look at the age. I mean, dude's producing at the highest level, and he's younger. Right. So, so give me the young guy. Yeah, right? me too. Or no? Yeah, give me the young guy. I I'm still a McCoy. There's a longer track record type of guy. Yes. Yeah, no, that I was more so talking about. Jamal oh, okay. Charles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. For Charles, yeah. Right. Well, you said track record. I think the track record just I mean, now, this is going to be, this is the start of a really good track record that's going to come. I've seen enough to say, hey, like like when you saw Doug Martin, you're like, yeah, he's going to be good, but you're like, you could see how he is bad. Like, I don't see Le'Veon Bell going back. I mean, he he's so, he's so multidimensional in his game that he'll always be effective. You never I'm know, always, though, with Doug Martin, though, like the injury could have just. I mean, I'm always nervous play. about backs that like lose and gain weight. And Le'Veon Bell was uh, significantly bigger last year and came in and lost a bunch of weight and looked good. And who knows what happens in the offseason? Maybe he gets fat and lazy and then he comes in fat again. True. And, and he stinks again. So those are the kind of things that, I mean, like, that's why I say, you know, obviously LaShawn McCoy has just a longer track record. Right. There's just more there. I know what he does. I, he comes prepared every year. Right. And Le'Veon Bell's only done it one year. Okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like argue too hard against that. All you right. know what I mean. That's, That's a, the only reason right. I got him higher. You know, right? So. Arizona. Yeah. I was uh, Charles. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, he's talking about Charles. Get your facts in order. St. Oh. Louis, Oakland. 
Oakland's terrible. Wow. Uh, I just want to throw it out there. If you didn't see my Twitter, uh, I have, I was in a league where <laughs> I had to win one of three weeks, and the first week I faced Philly's defense. I had 30 fantasy points. I lost by a couple points. And then the following week I played Buffalo's defense. I lost by a couple points. And this week I played St. Louis in that league. All I had to do was win and I was in and I lost by a couple points. Yeah, those are some big defensive performances three weeks in a row that you lost to. That, that big, blows, man. Big thing here, though, besides me, it's not all about me. I guess if you say so. Oh, okay. Let's talk about me. <laughs> uh, Trey Mace. Yeah, dude. Either. Wow. Another big game by Trey. He just... He's like a little ball of explosiveness. I remember at the beginning of the year. He wasn't even getting PT. No. And we we said, hey, it looks like he might be the, the guy that. Is a boss. To, yeah. And we were wrong. Right. Can't be Happens. right on them all. Happens. We said, hey, Trey Mason might not amount to much. And now he looks like the clear cut number one back there going forward. Right, because well, the big thing was saying he can't pass block and blah, blah, blah. And. You yeah. put it all together. Yeah. I, he, mem- I remember my buddy was was thinking about like making a trade and I was like, hey, sneak Trey Mason in there. I remember as you a talked about this on the podcast like for a month Charles, or so ago. For Charles Sims. So like do Trey Mason like, you know, I was like more at the be- it was at the very beginning of the year, you know, and I was like, you know, maybe you can sneak Charles Sims away because it seems like Trey Mason's like an afterthought now. You know, uh-huh. like can't there's two other guys there and he can't pass block. So it wasn't looking good. Then all of a sudden He's the best. Boom. He's yeah. the best out there. Best rookie <laughs> running back. Or, you know, he looks great. So I mean, he really looks good. It looks like in he's somebody that I'm gonna be excited about when they like next year, when they get an established quarterback, when the receivers are playing I mean, I know Stedman a lot of Stedman Bailey talk going around and rightfully so, back to back good games. Guy that didn't really play much last year, came into this year suspended. So Stedman Bailey's got a lot of upside as well. Do I love Stedman Bailey? No. But I'm very intrigued. I liked him more than Tavon Austin last year. I like everybody more than Tavon Austin. Yeah. Right. Not, not. I mean, last year obviously he was a product of what he was. But on record, me and Mike liked DeAndre Hopkins more than Tavon Austin last year. Absolutely. Uh, me too. So Mason's definitely he's a keeper, right? Absolutely. For long term. Yeah. Right. Zach Stacy out. Right. Trey Mason. In. In. You guys are so energetic. Today. <laughs> I didn't. I couldn't tell who you were pointing at. You pointed right in the middle of both of us. Is there anybody on the Oakland Raiders that you want to own in your dynasty league besides Latavius Murray? I don't even really want Latavius Murray. I do. All right. Yeah. Me I either. want shares. You don't want any shares of Latavius? I mean, I wouldn't go out of my Latavius. way for Someone's like, hey, do you want him for free? Yeah, sure. So somebody's like, right now, hey, I'll give you Latavius right. Murray for a third round pick. You would say no. I feel like I can. I'm gonna draw. I'm a good drafter. I oh Jesus! I, can, <laughs> I, can oh find a good third I really don't. I mean, I, I I don't really care that much about Latavius Murray. Yeah, you would say either. so. You both would say so. Uh, same thing. I I have Latavius Murray in dynasty league. I took him in like the fourth round, and I would, so I was like, hey, give me a third round pick. I'll give you Latavius. You'd say no. Probably. I don't really care about him. All right, you guys should never listen. He doesn't to move the needle, listening. man. He just doesn't move right. the needle. I don't me. just don't. I don't see what that. needle. Are you trying to get blood flow going on around here? Yeah, it doesn't move. Mm. Things yeah, not I'm moving. Not, I'm not interested. I'm not like caught up in the hype. There's always those right. internet guys that get all this hype for a week for whatever reason. Unless you guys are. He broke tent. one run. Right. Hey. And then he got a concussion, and now he's been out for two weeks. And he couldn't touch the ball the whole rest of the season with Maurice Jones, Drew, and um, 
Who's that other crappy Oakland running back? Darren McFadden. Darren McFadden. Yeah, like he, he couldn't. He Latavius Murray is worth owning in all dynasty formats. I, I didn't say that. I just said for me personally, I'll just pass. I'll let someone else own him. I don't know. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the pick. I'd rather just try to draft somebody better. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, guys I got in the third round. I'll, you, try to pick a stud tight end. To right. Like Jimmy wait, Graham wait, in the third wait round. Wait three years or something. Or T.Y. Right. Hilton <laughs> in the third round. Let's, let's get to these last because here's another topic we got to hit on real quick. As we're going into okay. one hour, 20 minutes. Holy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we got a lot to talk about in the season. Jeremy Hill, Gio Bernard. Now, I wrote about this, and then right after I wrote about it, I saw that, like, Marvin Lewis had something to say. Like, he called out. It was like, Oh, Hugh Jackman, the offensive coordinator. Jackson, not Jackman. Oh, yeah. He's not Wolverine, man. Call me Weapon X. And he said, hey, you know, Hill needs to worry about just running the ball, yeah, which he does well. But, again, I mean, as it, as, here's what concerns me, and I wrote about this yesterday, was the biggest concern is, that you know, Hill got out-touched him like 13 to 10. So it was close on the touches. Right. What concerns me is that Hill had three catches and Gio had one. Where I, that, that, that's, where, that's what draws my concern. Like, I still like Gio. I'm, an, you know, I'm still a believer. But when Hill outcatches Gio as well, that concerns me as a Gio Bernard owner. I don't. I think that was more of an aberration. Though. Right. I, I mean, like, like, yeah. Right. Can't that just be an aberration? It's one game. Right. I, I mean, there's like no trend. There's no. It like, concerns me. One game. Eh, it doesn't concern me. No, not at all. What concerns me if I is if if I'm a uh, a Hill owner is the offensive coordinator like scolding you through the media, like that. That's actually kind of alarming. Like. Obviously, Hill said something about it was it was Hill said something about the, the play, play yeah. calling, yeah. And then the offensive coordinator. I mean, you think that's going to get you in the good graces of the coach? Yeah. Why would you ever, like? Obviously, he's an I, idiot, right? Why yeah. would you ever do that? Like, I'd why would you pretty, ever question any coach? I because he's an idiot. He came out and when the Browns beat him, he came out and said that we weren't as good as he thought they were. But yeah, which we, doesn't make any sense because he just lost him. to him. Like right. I just think he's a knucklehead. He's, a, he's an idiot. Yeah, Jeremy Hill's an idiot, but he's a big idiot that runs really well. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, it, I'm just not going to get overly concerned over one game. No, I mean, me it either. sucks like in the overall value of Gio Bernard that they drafted Jeremy Hill and it's a two-man wrecking crew now, you know, but I'm not going to be like, oh, Jeremy Hill's taking Gio Bernard's job or anything. I want to see, G- see where Jeremy Hill goes when we do our end-of-the-year redraft. I'm interested. He's going to go high. Yeah, probably yeah. be a first round pick. Right. He'll go above Terrence West. Right. Devontae Freeman. Damn. Right. All those guys that squeaked in in the end of the round. Who were the number two back taken, right? Or Trey Mason? He'll probably go before Bishop Ranky. Yeah, that's what I mean. Carl right. Sides probably still go one. But all those guys. Who would you rather have? Okay, here we go. Who would you rather have? Trey Mason or Jeremy Trey Hill? Mason. Trey Mason. Clear path, dude. He's just got no one there that's really going to mess with him now. Mike? Um, since I own Gio Bernard, I'm going to go Trey Mason because it makes no point. I would never start both Bengals running backs. Well, obviously, I'm asking for if I don't own opinion. both of them. Yeah, I would. Pro- my, it's close, isn't it? Yeah, it's close because my initial thought so, process say Jeremy Jeremy Hill, but yeah, the more you think about, it, you're like, oh, I'd rather have but, Trey Mason. But right, what, stay tuned. Said, though, stay tuned for our follow up of the year, right, the rookie redraft Matt episode. Made a good point, so I might change my mind on that. This guy over here making good points he, all over the place. Good tonight. Mm. When you're yeah. when you're on it, you are on it. Uh, Tampa Bay, Mike Evans, future superstar, had four catches for 49 yards. So did Charles Sims. Hey, so if if Jeremy Hill having three catches and 
Gio Bernard ha- ha- only having <laughs> oh, one. Christ. Okay, and you're concerned about that. So then Doug Martin having 58 rushing yards and a touchdown. Are you excited concerned. now that I'm, Doug Martin's back? I'm concerned as a Charles Simone as a Charles Sims owner. I'm yeah. a little concerned. Okay. Why is Doug Martin out like, touching Charles Sims? So like, would you just say that Doug Martin just had? One lucky good game. No, and I wrote I wrote in my column too. I know it's because you know Gio's coming off an injury okay. in his first week back. I know that, but it's still it's just it's just a, it's just a note that I saw that okay. caught my attention. So not like does it does it like, I'm like oh bail on the ship? No, but I'm paying attention to that going forward. Like okay, let's see how this transgresses for the rest of the season. I want to basically it's just a close situation to monitor. And as a Gio owner, I just wrote hey, and I wrote in there hey, I still love Gio. He's still one of the top backs. I would I'd want to own. But it's just alarming, and you still have to kind of pay. T- let's let's see how it transpires going forward. Keep an eye on it. Okay. God, RG three is the only one that's not a dick around here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Arizona, Atlanta. Stephen Jackson continued his kind of solid second half of the year here with 101 yards rushing. Yeah, as, as you could call it, dominant on his way to the glue factory. Yeah, he is. Um, Marion Grice might start next week. Yeah, well, uh, what's his name? Right. Got a what? Was it a hip or something? Yeah, Ellington. Yeah, he's. Uh, I I mean, I don't know. He didn't do me anything this week. So no, yeah, he got hurt. He came out right away. <clears throat> yeah. And they're saying Grice might start this week, which is you know, uh, Brandon Oliver took his job out of San Diego. He was trapped in San Diego late, and then he was cut. Didn't make the roster. Hasn't looked really good. Something I'm not really overly excited about. But hey, let's see how he looks on a playoff contending team if he gets know. a start because you right. never know. You never know, man. You never know. People get cut. And they look terrible, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Right. Boom. It happens all the time. That's why I kind of wanted to take back my words on Kadeem Carey. Yeah. I mean, look at LeGarrette Blunt in Pittsburgh, totally useless, and he goes to but, you know, New England, he's scoring touchdowns left and right. Right. All depends on your system, how you use. It changes. Right. It's a difference maker for everybody, and more so for running backs than anything. So, yeah, keep your eyes open on Grice because he might somebody you could snag off the waiver wire. I agree. I agree. So, right. he's somebody you want to keep your eyes on here. All right. Uh, Green Bay. New England. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL. True. He's pretty amazing. Devontae Adams. You know what I also wrote? And this is for the 2005. I ended my column yesterday. Dante Moncrief, Devontae Adams. Remember that for your redraft league next year because they're going to be have big. This was like their kind of like sneak peek for 2015. Both had big games. Devontae Adams. Uh, had six catches for 121. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Moncrief had three catches for like 132 and two touchdowns. But both guys that, you know, Adams likely, you know, to take Cobb's place in free agency. Moncrief likely to take Hakeem Nick's spot and Reggie Wayne's spot likely next year in offense. Two guys that are primed for bake, breakout years. Talking about guys that you, again, it's always hard to buy rookies, but you got Od- Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. But. Grice and Moncrief are both guys that have really, really high upsides for next year. Will they both pan out? Maybe not, but it, right now it looks like that because they both have good, ga- good games. Both guys that I want shares of. Yeah, they showed enough that I think you could be excited about you know, their outlook next year going into the offseason. Yeah, I agree. All right. You guys I'm into them both. So uh, Tom Brady looked good. He, he's so hot. He's married to a supermodel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brady looks good. Uh, Your mom looks good. That's uh, no. I, I saw Dumb and Dumber too mm-hmm. the other day. I didn't. I hate it. The one funny part in it when they were watching it was Gis- Giselle and Tom Brady on it, and you're like, "Wow, this looks so good." And then he was like, 
That's why it gets all the hot chicks. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Tom Brady, you know, Gronk, seven for 98, still the beast. Uh, I sat here, we started the show because we were talking about Jimmy Graham before, you know. Pre-show. Production mode. Yeah, pre-show. You know, where the hell was Jimmy Graham at for the Saints? And I was like, and I told Mike, I was like, that's why in the beginning of the year we said, before the season started, when healthy, that's why Gronk's the number one. And Mike's you response was? You said that. That's not what your response was. What did I say? Well, right. That's what I mean. You <laughs> said that. Just my I'll opinion. St- eh. So you still think Jimmy Graham's the number one I'll, overall tight end? I'll still take Jimmy Graham. One Why? Just because of one game, he doesn't have any catches. How about career? No, no. I would have said this two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Right. And obviously, well, I, said it, I said it when he was coming off injury. You did. I'll say it again. All right. Hey, I just think the way that guy plays, the style of game that he plays, he's prone to being injury, injured. Right? He's a bruiser. And a cruiser. He is. He's very good. I like him. I just, hey, man, I just, and, you know, I'm biased, so. Stop yelling at me. Let's move on. Kansas City, Denver. C.J. Anderson. Waiver wire pickup of the year. This week? All <laughs> of them. All of them. He's oh, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Finally, no bye weeks, man. C.J. Anderson. Big game. Huge game. 32 yeah. carries, 168. Everything that I thought Monty Ball would be. The waiver wire ad of the year. Waiver wire ad of the year. Last four weeks, the number one fantasy football running back out there. The guy is the first running back in Peyton Manning's entire career to rush for 150 yards plus in back-to-back weeks. Amazing. Shocking statistic. This guy is going to win people championships this year. He is a running back one. I had Tommy at Dynasty Tommy text me this morning. He's like, hey, first round of playoffs, I'm starting C.J. Anderson over LaShawn McCoy. Tell me I'm not crazy. I'm like, you're not crazy. Not crazy. Crazy, isn't it? It's not a crazy move. It's the right move, but it's like that's how good C.J. Anderson's playing right now. Does it continue? What is C.J. Anderson's dynasty value moving forward? Wait um, and see. <laughs> moving moving forward, I think I think you can go into the offseason assuming that he will have the job next year. I'm going to go into offseason assuming Monty Paul is going to come back and win the job. Right, I mean. <laughs> and do everything that he's doing. Because honestly, this is what I expected of Monty Ball, and I'm just. Yeah. But Monty Ball is not C- that good. We're talking about C.J. Anderson, oh, right. Matt. Sorry. I'm trying to tell Mike's you trying to say something about CJ over here. I can no, see. I, I can tell. Uh, Go ahead, Mike. No, I like Michael. him. I, I mean, he's doing great. Okay. I just think like great analysis. Forward. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> flipping over to the other side of the ball, Jamal, <laughs> Jamal Charles. I look a lot. I only got ten carries, which is ridiculous. And he Andy Reid's Andy Reid needs to check himself. Yeah, Jamal Charles clunker. CJ Anderson again, like Mike said, let's see him going forward. For the rest of the year, at least you got a winner this year. Let's see. I mean, yeah. right now he's showing all the signs well, of he's a winner. Right. Like, basically what I was just trying to get at, I guess, is that, like, you still have to play the wait and see. Like, I mean, I wouldn't mortgage the farm on any trade to go get him in Dynasty. No. Because you just don't you don't know yet. Right? No, I, mean, I agree. Yeah, I right. Know. From what we've seen, again, he's All a pr- signs are pointing to, but. Nah. But he, in this memory, he is in a system where you can't stack the box against him. He has the best quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the game with Two really good receiving targets in yeah, three when Julius Thomas plays. So there's a lot in his going in his favor. And 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 I mean he's got a quarterback that checks into these runs. You know when it's advantageous. Yeah, he knows when right. to put right. Payne Manning puts him in the best position ever. Absolutely. If he went to Oakland, he'd be a bum. Yeah, well, everybody's a bum in Oakland, right? Exactly. Sorry, it's Raider the fans. The black hole. We'll we'll uh, say when you're good and we'll say when you're bad. 
Now to Mike's excitement, the last game of the the week. All right. Yay! And what a game it was. The Dolphins and the Jets. Did anyone watch that game? I did, actually, because I had Jarvis Landry going in the league, and I needed to win, and I won. Uh, and I finished the league, finished the year as the point leader in the league. Nice. Right, my, my power it. went out again. Again? Yeah. Pay your bills. I did. They just Dynasty nerds not paying the, <laughs> not paying paying the, bills. the bills. I'm going to need donations at Dynasty Matt <laughs> 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 so I can watch some of these games. Do you want my analysis? Yeah. You have to pay for it. Yeah. What, just for my notes so I can watch? I'm going to set up a PayPal account. You guys can all just donate. Uh, I mean, the biggest thing I want to talk about this game is Jarvis Landry, another guy that came out. He's really established himself as Miami's go-to receiver. I know Mike Wallace had the overall, uh, you know, better, you know, six catches, 69 yards, but, you know, Landry had a 14-point game himself. So Landry, owners, wherever you got him, third round, had to be really happy about that. He's Right, the return on investment is great. He's here to stay, correct? Right, he's yeah. definitely one of those hits, you know? Right, yeah. he's a hit. Late-round guys that you're like, yes, nailed right. it. Right. Yeah, when you see something like this this early, you're happy about it. Absolutely. So and that's all I got to say about that game. Uh, other thing I just want to say is, all you know, for three, you know, two weeks in a row now, we've asked you guys to go on iTunes and give us a rating and a review. To help us out, become the number one dynasty podcast out there, which we were well on our way to becoming. Please, please, please. And you guys did it. Uh, now we are only five reviews away from being the most reviewed fa- dynasty fantasy football podcast out there. Sweet. So the thousands out there to listen in, we only need five of you guys out there to go out there and make a difference. You can change our <laughs> You can make a difference. So uh, if you guys get a couple minutes, you know, like I said, the last couple of weeks, uh, we appreciate it all. The last, uh, you know, like 10, 12 guys that went on there this last week and a half or so that went on there and did it, we really appreciate it. Uh, uh, thanks for supporting the site. Thanks for supporting the podcast. It's the number one thing you can do to support our podcast to make us number one, not only on iTunes, but in your heart. Say number one one more time, please. Number one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I just wanted to hear it once more. Yeah, you know. All right. I'm number one to my wife, I guess. All right. Yeah, this, this <laughs> podcast. If anyone's still okay. listening, anyone's thank you for listening. We yes. appreciate it. Right. GetDynastyNerds.com. Good luck in your play, uh, fantasy playoffs this yes. week. And Hit us up on Twitter if you have any playoff questions. Hit me up at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. At Dynasty Nerd. Until then, hope you guys are all going to the second round of playoffs. And until then, we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.